Morning Jubilee Church. It's great to be with you this morning. My name's Phil. I'm part of the leadership team at Jubilee and I hope you had a great time last week um, as we had a break um, and this week we're back into the book of Philippians. We're in chapter 3 and I'm reading from verse 12 to 16. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things, and if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained what was it that paul had not obtained what had he not already done he was just the most amazing um christian ever um traveling around the mediterranean preaching the gospel and um and he's saying you know not that i've already obtained all this um last week uh, well last time and dan was looking at it in verse 10 it says paul says i want to know Christ, yes, to know his, the power of his resurrection and participate in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death and somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Paul had not yet come to the end of his life. The race was still being run, being run and he'd not yet um, got to that level where he was like Jesus. Now, from our perspective, we probably think that he was pretty pretty close, but Paul knows that um, he had a problem with lots of things and he was not perfect, um, but he, he was a man that was running after Jesus like, like no other. And we, we just like marvel at him. You know, Paul was wise enough not to be looking around him and looking at other Christians and saying, you know, well, I'm better than that guy. So I'm okay. I'm going to slack off and I'm going to take it easy. Or, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot more stuff and um, therefore because I'm doing stuff, then God loves me more. And that's just not true. That's not the way that God um, works. It's not the way that God looks at us. Paul had got a really right perspective. And his perspective was this, is that um, there is no one righteous. Paul's words himself, there's no one righteous, not even one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Paul included himself in that. You know, he'd sinned, um, he was a sinner, he wasn't perfect, but he was a man that was running a race um, to obtain all this. He'd been through terrible suffering, um, shipwrecked, days and nights in the open sea, um, floggings, beatings, prison. There's a whole long list in the epistles of the things that Paul got up to. But he says, I've not, I've not, I've not finished running the race. I'm, I'm still running the race. Um, and it says that um, I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. What did what did that mean? What did Christ, what did Jesus take hold of Paul for? And that brings us to an important um, reflection for ourselves. Well, Paul was taken hold of by Christ to be an apostle to the Gentiles. That was his um, calling. That was his focus. That was the thing that God um, had called him to do 
was to be an apostle that would go to the non-Jewish people. And um, I want us to reflect just for a moment on what our calling is. You sat there at home now. Um, what is your calling? What are you called to? Who are you called to? Where are you called to? What is the vision for your life? Do you have a vision for your life? Do you know what you're called for? If you don't, then you need to pray. Maybe in the growth groups, it's something that you can um, look at together. You know, everybody is called to a person. It might be one person. It might be two people. You might be called to a group of people or an area or a village or a town or a city or a county or a country or a continent. But each of us, um, Christ Jesus has taken hold of each of us for a purpose. And part of this race that we're running is, is about discovering what it is we're for. The sooner you get to know what you're for, the better it'll be for yourself and better it'll be for everybody around you. And then we can work together and run together this race that um, Jesus has mapped out for us. I was thinking about what are the things that stop us running and um, the race. What are the things that um, cut in and stop us running a race for Christ? And then um, I think one of the things that affected me really early on in my in my walk with God was like disappointment. I used to get so disappointed when people were not and um, what they said they would be or or they didn't act up to um the standards that um you know I thought that they should be displaying or um or people um you know let me down really badly. And I used to get so disappointed and it used to kind of like make me really grumpy. And um, I used to like, you know, get a little bit sort of like bitter about it. I think disappointment is a, is a massive thing. Um, maybe the leaders, you know, that you've had have not invested in you as much as you would like to, them to have invested in you. I don't know, whatever it may be. But, you know, disappointment can be a big thing. And um, again, we need to take that disappointment to the cross and, and say, God, you know, um, I'm dealing with this. Can you help me? It could be sin. We all have a problem with sin. Some people say they've got no problem with sin, but we all have. If you don't think you've got a problem with sin, just try stopping it. Yeah, we've all got a problem with sin. Every day we mess up and, and we fall short. Sin can stop us. And if it, when it becomes habitual sin, where it becomes, you know, habit forming, then those, those sins can kind of like really get in the way of our, our race and, and running with Christ. It could be shame. It could be the shame of the past. The things that you've done that you just can't um, let yourself off with or, or, or get over. You've not dealt with them and um, those things are still coming back to uh, to beat you up. Or it could be peer pressure. Peer pressure in those around you at school, at work, at college, or in your area where you live. That, that peer pressure could, could cut in and stop you running the race. The things that other people do to you. Persecution or... Um, abuse or anything like that can 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 affect you but you can't let that stop you you've got to push in and, and push into Christ or tragedy bereavement divorce those things can really um, be things that can throw you off course but you need to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus the author and perfecter of your faith Paul I'm sure had many many things to overcome he speaks about it quite a lot you know and um, he writes, doesn't he? Um, the one thing I do, let's just go back to the, to the text a second. 
Yeah, so in verse 13, the second part of verse 13, but the one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. It's amazing. The one thing I do, why is it the one thing that Paul does? Why is this the one thing? It's the one thing because it's the focus of his life. It's the most important thing. So he's saying it's the one thing. And forgetting, forgetting the past, forgetting what is behind. He's not looking at the behind. He's not running a race and turning around to look over his shoulder. That's not the way that he's running. No, he's running focused on going forward, pressing on. It says that he's straining towards what, what is ahead. Somebody who's straining towards what, what is ahead is not focusing on the past. He's pushing on for the goal. He's pushing on. And there is a goal. The goal is the destination of where Paul is trying to get to. That destination is heaven. That destination is the future kingdom where he will live and rule and reign with Christ. He will be with Christ and Christ will be the king and the kingdom will come and he will rule and reign with him. He will be with him. He will live with him. We will all receive this kingdom and we will be able to bow the knee to Jesus. And Paul is looking for that time where he will be able to bow his knee to Jesus. He'll be able to cast his crown before Jesus and worship Jesus. Jesus as king. And that's what he's, he's looking forward to. His focus is on that time. Pressing on towards the goal. To win the prize. The prize is Jesus and his kingdom. In Peter 5.10 it says, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I'll read that again. This is 1 Peter 5.10. After you have suffered a little while, God, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. There's going to be a little bit of suffering. There's going to be a bit of suffering. When you can't run a race, you can't run a marathon without a bit of suffering. There's going to be suffering. But, you know, God is going to establish you. He's going to confirm you. He's going to strengthen you. He's the one that's going to help you. I love it when it says in Psalm 30 that the weeping may stay for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Sometimes there's a time when we just need to really and press into God and press through, like Paul, um, straining towards the prize, leaning in towards that goal. Sometimes um, we just need to, um, you know, man up. Is that is that politically correct? Probably not. But we do need to sometimes just man up. Um, we just need to um, press on and forget what is in the past and go forward move forward um, for Christ. Weeping may stay for a night. There may be tears, there may be tough times, but the joy comes in the morning. And when that joy comes, when there's breakthrough in your life, you know, when you get to the, the point in the race where you've, maybe you've been running uphill for a while and you get to the, you get to the top where it's no longer um, a real chore and, and there's, there's, a, there's a time of um, running downhill. It's a real blessing. 
So weeping may stay for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We invite Jesus into everything the world and the devil throw at us to take hold of the prize, which is Jesus himself. And all of us who are mature should take such a view of things. We need to grow up before we grow old. Um, maturity has got nothing to do with age. It's got everything to do with character. Maturity is about um, how you live. And as mature Christians, we need to be willing to be humble and to admit when we've made mistakes, when we've got it wrong. We need to be the ones that stick our hands up and say, yeah, I got it wrong, I'm sorry, um, please forgive me, um, and move on from that point. We need to um, learn those simple things like um, there's always two sides to an argument. Just because you hear one side of an argument, you shouldn't necessarily take that person's uh, viewpoint. You should hear both sides. There's all sorts of things to do with maturity um, that we need to learn as Christians, but we need to be mature so that we're not, um, you know, getting ourselves into trouble and getting others into trouble. We need to learn that. And if you think differently, God will make it plain to you. Sometimes, you know, we do think differently from one another, but God will make it plain to us. We come from so many different cultures, different worldview, um, different, even different classes, different um, upbringings. We, we, you know, there's so much diversity in Jubilee Church. And of course, we're, we're going to think differently. Um, but we need to embrace each other's culture. We need to embrace diversity. We so value um, people from all the different parts of the world that are in Jubilee. So, so um, important to us as we learn to um, live and, and walk together. So we're going we're gonna to think differently, but God will make that plain to us. Um, only let us live up to what is attained, Paul writes. It's not a time for backsliding. It's a time for going on together into this new era. It's a time for pushing on to receive the prize and discovering what God has got for us, discovering what our, our calling is on our lives. Each of us have got a unique calling. Let's discover that together. Sadly, one of the biggest causes of unbelievers today in the world is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips but deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. We can't be um, saying that we follow Christ and not living for Christ. We can't, the time is not now for, for us to be slacking off and, um, you know, not following Jesus. We need to be um, people that are running after the things of Christ and living as Christ would have us live. We need to be people of the book, people of the word, people of the Holy Spirit, um, asking God to help us. We've had a break from church and it's been really, really tough. It's been a tough time. I've hated every second of it, really. I've really not enjoyed it at all. So I love being with people and I love being with the church of Jesus Christ. But, you know, um, from this point on now, we need to be looking to push ahead and um, to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ, to plant more churches and to see God's kingdom come. Hope you have a great Sunday. Hope to catch you tonight at the prayer meeting. God bless you and thank you.